Hi, I'm Brandon. Hi, I'm Wendy. We reread stuff. Okay, how long has it been since you read Nosferatu? Uh, I believe like 10 years. I think it was like 2013, so I've got it in hardcover, so I imagine I picked it up pretty, pretty soon after it was published. I was excited for it. Yeah, same. I read it almost certainly on your recommendation uh, about the same time, 2013. And I, yeah, this was the first Joe Hill that I read, and I really enjoyed it. And I went back and I read everything he had written at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to, I, I don't know that I've read everything. I may have started with what heart-shaped box and mm-hmm. thought it had some promise to it. Uh, and I think it was enough for me to maybe watch for Nosferatu. And then I, th- I can't remember what order I read it in. I mean, I know I read Horns and it was super weird, but in a way that I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm kind of into it. And then I think I read Nosferatu, and then I read Strange Weather, and mm, that one was rough. I didn't like it. I don't remember Strange Weather. The Fireman was the one that... That was the end of the road. I was like, between that and the and how angry I was with Strange Weather, I was like, nope, we're we're done. I mean, I'm not saying he's on the complete never read list, but I I don't have a lot of trust, so I'd have to approach it with caution. Well, I did really enjoy Lock and Key, the comics. Oh yeah. The first time I read them. Yeah, I've only looked at them once, and maybe similar kind of feelings to my second reading of Nosferatu, that there's like some cool ideas, but I'm not always convinced on follow through. And Mm. so it was my pick. How did you fare with? (laughs) I did not enjoy this on the second time. Mm. And I think it is more about the way that I have changed in the last 10 years Mm -hmm. than the book. I mean, the book is obviously the same. It's the same text. Mm -hmm. There were things that I, I know I thought were neat the first time mm-hmm. that I didn't appreciate the second time. There were things that I know I just glossed right over that really stood out to me this time. I was looking at my notes and I found the all caps, fuck you, Joe Hill in there. So <laughs> yes. yeah, there were, there were definitely things. There are cool things in there. Mm-hmm. There are things that I think are really neat, but it's buried in a lot of stuff that made it a difficult read. Yeah. I think I'm really close to, to that same reaction. So it's a little... <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you didn't break my heart. I mean, I... So I had looked at my original Goodreads review and... So, oh, oh, no. What were you thinking? It was like... <laughs> like, just like it didn't drag? What? Um, <laughs> yes, it did drag. I'm still... I still kind of like the device that he uses to, like, end chapters and pick them up. It wore thin. You know, like the, I was like... <laughs> Okay, I get it. So I could see where that might have been like, oh, that's super cool. And then he kind of drops it for a while. You know, it's like, no, that's that's kind of a look over here. Because, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, and then there were some content things that I, I did not enjoy at all. And there were, yeah. So, so yeah, this was not a, a love read. It wasn't a hate. I still liked parts of it. I think like you were saying, mm-hmm. but but yeah, there were there were big sections of it that I was I was not not into at all. Yeah. The, the chapter title thing, that reminded me of, I haven't seen this in years, but I remember this scene clearly, Fight Club, the movie, mm-hmm. where they're on the airplane and Ed Norton says something clever and Brad Pitt is like, how's that working out for you being clever? And I was like, oh, that is what these chapter headings are like. Yeah. It's, and and the, the bit with the, the kids in the, 
the note on the text or whatever it is, like the setting of text at the end of the book. Yeah. Like that is a clever thing. And it, you know, I know I thought it was cool the first time, but it really doesn't feel as cool anymore. Yeah. And it was one of those where like, like I thought the acknowledgements were kind of fun still, like Mm -hmm. the nice list and the naughty list. I mean, that was a fun note, but then after that, I was like, where did the note on the text come from? And so it started to feel, yeah, very precious. And I was, I was not really into it. I mean, you kind of look at them, it's probably still an early work, but I, I don't know. Yeah. That was not feeling it quite as much and I guess I thought like the first time that it had done this switch with the titles I was like oh cool and I was like oh no he does it forever (laughs) it wasn't just a one the lead in so yeah so that might be something that I could see like being super stoked about and like how much can I get away with it and then like kind of years later like looking at your own work and going oh oh no like the little cringe kind of thing so maybe it's like you can't you can't return Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say like don't read it because of that but it was there's other reasons to not read it yeah yeah (laughs) and so do you want to leap into those do you want to still talk about style I don't want we could talk about other things first we don't have to get completely terrible I was trying to remember anything about this book Mm -hmm. before I started and what I wrote down was it's about evil Santa who drives a hot rod question mark (laughs) Okay, I do enjoy that. I did not remember a whole lot about it. I didn't remember much. And I remember seeing a couple episodes, I think, of the TV show. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at it going, wait, they went way far afield, at least in the episodes that I saw. Um, but I kind of remembered Scrabble Tiles. Mm. I remembered the the bridge and the bike and the creepy car and Christmas Land. But that was, yeah, so not a whole lot. Um, oh, and then I did remember Lou and that whole mess because of strange weather, which... Ah, it's the uh, one I haven't read. So. Yeah, um, there's one short story in there that takes all of the fat problems in this one and amplifies it. So mm. I had given him like some kind of like, mm, not really sure, I'm not liking this a lot. I really like Lou's character like is good, but ruined by all the stupid depiction. But I thought, well, maybe it's just, you know, um, poorly... Poorly done or well-meaning. I'm like, mm, no, like that, absolutely not. It's sort of like, <laughs> yeah. So that was miserable. So there was that story in Strange Weather that I was like, oh no, like, fuck you. You do not hide this at all. And so I think there was like one whole long story that did not let you forget that this was a fat kid for even a second, like just kept going on. And it was so bad. So I was like, nah, screw you, dude. To a point, you know, I can feel some, I guess, um, sympathy for Joe mm-hmm. Hill being the son of his father, mm-hmm. right? Because his entire career, no matter what he writes, people are going to compare him. Sure. And I am going to do that today. But also, I don't read a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Stephen King is one of the few horror writers that I can compare him to. Mm-hmm. It's not just that he is the son, but there are things specifically about this book where it really feels like this is the guy that grew up in Stephen King's house and read every Stephen King book yeah. and loved all of them. You've got the you know the hot rods and the motorcycles and uh, the pop culture references that really tie you into a time, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I know there are some people that don't like those, like, oh, your book's not going to be timeless. Who gives a shit? Right. You know, your book's going to be off the shelves in three weeks. But then you've got also the what feels like absolute hatred of fat people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was so hard. Uh, 
you, you're not allowed to forget it with Lou. Some of the writing in here, uh, specifically, I, I call out examples. We don't really have to go through them because I'm sure they were the same kind of things that you took note of. Mm-hmm. But especially the ending where he's no longer Lou, he's new Lou because he's had gastric bypass and that's his happy ending. Man, fuck you, Joel. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was <sighs> so bad. I, yeah, I hated every second of it. And yeah, there was never and yeah, just all the way around. And I think at one point he actually had the unmitigated gall to pull the oh shoot, it was like the as if it were a moral failing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh oh no, sir, you do not get to say that. At all. I mean, sure, Lou's a good guy, but that does not in any way excuse. I mean, how many times does like certain words come up or descriptors? Like, no, you do not get a pass. And Lou is so self-hating. It is so hard to read. Yes. Awful. Yeah. So, yeah, that part completely sucked. And I was really, so I was approaching this with some trepidation because I had remembered that. And so I remembered not being comfortable with it the first time, but Mm -hmm. giving it sort of the, I liked enough other stuff that I was sort of, I guess, semi giving it a pass. And then I read that terrible, terrible story in Strange Weather. And then I was like, oh, no, that's bad. So I still wanted to reread this, but I was braced for it. And boy, did it uh, deliver in the worst possible way. Yeah. Um, and it started to make me think of just the, you know, you talk about the pop culture references and so many of them are like weeded and I'm like, okay, well, of course. Like it was like Firefly and then there was, oh, I'm going to get the Buffy tattoo. And I know it was one character mm-hmm. and sure, if you're going to go hard for weed and like might as well go all the way, but also like, oh, wow, that didn't age well. And sorry, you didn't have like some other horrible <laughs> people like on the, uh, in there as well. But yeah, so that was just rough all around so that was uh yeah a huge disappointment and really uncomfortable and then that made me start not trusting other things and that's just a trick like there's violence against women right Mm -hmm. and that's a i mean it's a it's a real thing right and i can see you know trying to explore like trauma and generational trauma uh, and that kind of violence. And I understand, like, writing characters who hate women. But my goodness, it's just so... So I'm not saying that Joe Hill hates women. No. I am saying that it was, after a while, super uncomfortable. And there were certain times where I'm like, I don't know that you needed to to go there. Like, I don't... And maybe it's just nitpicking. But it's, like, so much violence against women. So why is... And I know Vic hates herself. And I know there's all this. But do you really have to call yourself these words? Do you really have to... Because it's not, like, a powerful... Like, oh, I'm going to own this. It's right. just yet another. That just became really, really tedious. And as a horror fan, a lot... Of, you know, I always have to approach almost everything with the, like, okay, what kind of violence? What kind... Because there are things that just you know it's like, oh no this feels like you hate women as opposed to oh there's violence here and mm-hmm. it might be um and i don't i didn't get that vibe necessarily but it really was like just i guess as part of everything else i was like no i'm not not rolling with it it really felt like hill was trying too hard to get me to hate bing and manx mm-hmm. like it's not that hard i mean you don't have to constantly go back to the same well every time yeah. The sheer amount of sexual assault in this book and threat of sexual assault, I didn't remember that at all. It was all over the place. And, you know, you don't need to do that ten times. You can do it one time and get across how terrible a person is. Yeah. 
Oh, exactly. And I think that there was a lot of just bad filler in this book that I had not remembered. There's no way that it needs to be this long. The Um, Bing chapters are so fucking long every time you're in his point of view. Yeah. Oh my God. And I I couldn't figure out the point. I mean, I guess aside from like, look, I can write a horrible creep. I can do this. He's terrible. You could streamline that big time. And it really didn't go. I don't think it went anywhere except to like lengthen the stupid story because there should be no reason why, you, you know, it's like, just get on to Christmas land, dude. Like there's no reason to go to the house of sleep, which is a cool name for a place, but sure. really? And how many damn times did we have to go back to the gingerbread smoke, which again, <laughs> might've been like, you know, okay. Or, you know, to the creepy Christmas flavor, but Oh no. Uh, so I'm not into any of it. I just thought it was it was bad. And it so I don't know if it was just a I like this image of the gas mask and the and the minion, but but you could have he could have pared that down, I think, yeah. by a lot cuz those chapters were terrible. And not just cuz they were sexual. I mean, it just was he was a tedious character. His rhymes were stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. just and not in a like oh creepy way and a oh, Wow. So yeah, I had completely scrubbed every single bit of that out of my memory. I hope I can do it again because <laughs> it really was not great. Well, I, remember, I want to remember a little bit of it so that it reminds me to not read this again. True. Yeah. But we'll always have this recording. So I guess we'll be okay. <laughs> exactly. Do I want to read this again? It's like, no, no, I don't. Yeah. So that just seems like lots of problems. I mean, I liked a lot of the phrasing I thought was interesting it also sorry dude it it sounds like your dad lag and trash that's what I wrote down yeah but you know so I was intrigued I guess like the house of sleep and he mentioned a couple other places the idea of Christmas land the the games like bite the bite the smallest and the scissors for the drifter those are those names those are perfectly evocative that's all you need yeah so it was one of those weird things where I didn't want it to be described, right? I didn't mm-hmm. need that. But there was some point where maybe it was the whole Christmas land thing. So it was an odd, like it, we went through so many pages to get there yeah. and then very little of it. So on the one hand, I felt like it was unsatisfying, mm-hmm. but also I don't know that I wanted to spend a lot of time there. So maybe part of my impatience, if they had just cut out a bunch of stuff in between, you know, maybe, maybe I would have been happier with it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there are some very cool things in this book. It reminded me a bit of Clive Barker's Great and Secret Show mm-hmm. with the, like, it's not really secret history, but like the hidden America where some people have access to magic and powers and things like that. And I think there's a lot of neat things that could be there, but the book really only touches on them so it can spend more time, you know, in the car with Manx and Bing or with Vic and the, you know, FBI agent cop stuff and Lou with whatever Lou is doing, you know? Just sitting there reading comics and being grateful (laughs) that a pretty normal girl Uh, uh, would spend any time with them. Yeah. The things that I liked about this were unfortunately few and far between. Mm-hmm. There's some really neat, creepy things in there. Like the fucking bats all have Vic's face. Yeah. That's, that's weird and creepy. And uh, Maggie's Scrabble stuff, I like that. Mm-hmm. But Maggie as a character, I didn't really love. More than anyone else in this book, I think she felt like someone who was written. 
like her dialogue mm-hmm. was well considered and planned not like the kind of thing a normal person would say yeah yeah and it's, I think it's one of the weird things that Maggie was someone I half remembered like I remembered maybe and maybe the thing I was actually remembering was wanting to connect to her more because mm-hmm. I think that there there was like I think the Scrabble tiles is interesting I think her connection was interesting but she just was left so you yeah. just get like an introduction a promising introduction and then she's dumped for ever right and I get that you want to establish that Vic is you know, it has problems remembering, like, is this a real thing? Is it not? Maggie gets, you know, kind of tied up in all of this. But she has this sort of tragic arc, mm-hmm. and we just get it, you know, in the by the wayside. And I, I, it's not like I wanted to live through that, but there was just something about... And maybe it was she was, like, written, considered, and then also pretty obviously used as a plot device or something. Just and, absolutely discarded. Yeah, and it sucked, I suppose, because thematically that's what happened to her, too. And so it made me extra, I guess, sad. And so there were... And I mean, I know it was played for pathos. It worked for me, you know, a little <laughs> bit. Um, more so than, like, the dog. Which, right. whoa, that was manipulation. Sure. Uh, you know, and... <laughs> You know, again, I'm still, it's it's a dog, so I'm sort of sentimental. Like, the phrase about, like, I wanted to be, like, your good dog or whatever it was, your good boy. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. But also, like, no, he came on. You know that it's like, oh, there's a dog. Well, in this book, I bet the dog dies. <laughs> and sure enough. And so, so Maggie kind of felt like that a little bit. And for some reason, I just sort of resented it, I guess. I, one of the things that I really genuinely think is the neatest part of this book is when you've got characters like Maggie and Vic who have had a weird experience with the supernatural and the different ways that it affects them as they continue to live their life, right? Because like it, it could have been a thing where that's the only weird thing that ever has to, ha- that ever happens to them and then they just have to deal with it and move on. But the way the contrast between the way the two of them dealt with it and just that whole concept of if something like this happened to you, it would really fuck you up. And you would spend a lot of time trying to figure out a way to live your life, knowing that there are things that break all the rules you have ever been taught. I like that. I think that I think I think there's a great story in here. Yeah. Buried in fucking Bing and Banks. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. Because that is it's fascinating. If you want to talk about magic having a cost, I thought that was really interesting. I'm not sure how well it fits with the, like, Vic's messed up childhood and parental dynamic. Though there is something in there, I think, with growing up, like, patterns, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that's interesting, like, growing up and realizing that, yeah, your parents, you know, screwed up, but so did you. Like, I think that that stuff could be interesting. I'm not sure, you know, that it entirely worked, and I... And maybe it's like point of view stuff. Maybe it's the, we keep hearing about it. And again, I don't want to sit down and read the details of the trauma, but it's like right. everything is so distanced. And so then it's at some point, it's like, I don't, I don't want to read this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why it's there. It's the, the siege engine stuff, or not siege engine, the search engine. Search engine yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I felt like I was under siege, but you know, <laughs> just like that kind of like, a lot of this stuff was like kind of interesting, but then it just took so damn long. And yeah, so I got, I got mad. I mean, again, I'm still, like, 
I don't know, like the recon- not reconciliation, but like that moment with her father. But mm-hmm. like, wow, what a. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about people just being used and discarded. There's a list of them in this book. Yeah. Holy shit. What you just said reminded me of like the other horror writer that I can compare this to, um, Lauren Buca's Shining Girls, because it is very much about that. I had a weird, awful, terrible, supernatural experience, and then I have to spend my life figuring out how to deal with it. And that worked really well for me. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. There were, you know, I think maybe there were some things that, and maybe again, it's like the Bing stuff. Like, I just thought that whole weird thing with her meeting Banks and was it Bing too? I don't know, like getting trapped in the, in the laundry chute mm-hmm. and like all of that kind of, it just felt weird and hard to follow. And I mean, I get sure conveniently right then she meets Lou, but like so much of the stuff, like there wasn't any, like she didn't really ever sit down and talk about like that horrible thing that she saw at the gas station, right? It's just right. like, oh, it happened and it was really bad. And then oh, we're done. Or we might mention it again. Or so, yeah, I just felt like a lot of cannon fodder, I suppose. And at some point it's like, well, I'm not really all that, all that interested. And I mean, Hanks was boring, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a, a coat with tails and fancy brass buttons. Yeah. And a gigantic forehead. Creepy brown teeth. <laughs> description so uh and sometimes was he southern but sometimes not i i don't understand but you know he should have been i mean i guess if you want to talk about like the banality of evil sure uh but it it just wasn't wasn't great so there's just so much of this was so damn disjointed and it's the like oh look he got the the bone mallet and like i mean what a horrifying weapon like Sure. sure and i i thought that that part was kind of interesting but also really we had to go through that whole section and with that gross security guard so much I'm like I, no <laughs> there's no reason for any of that the guy who takes pictures with corpses my note that was the security guard my note was holy shit this book is full of assholes <laughs> yes yes so much so. And so all I could think of was, oh, what else, like, what else creepy could happen? Or are we just supposed to say, like, yeah, the world is just full of terrible people, which, guess what? We, we kind of know. Yeah. So I don't need to feel bad for every person that gets killed. Yeah, so just so much of it was, was weird. And I guess I kept waiting for if, if that har, har, har Chekhov's gun shows up in other places, <laughs> like... I mean, sure, I guess, like, Vic brandished it at the cops, but but I kept waiting for, like, something to pay off, you know, when it's the, you're looking at the, the photos and then, the, like, the hammer murder book, <laughs> and and then, you know, the FBI agent realizes, wait, you know, there's the, but it, it was sort of a, oh, yeah, that's weird, or it just, it didn't pay off, so there were just, like, certain sections that just didn't feel like they connected up in any way, and... I don't know. I just wanted something. I wanted maybe a little bit more of the... At, at some point in time, they did kind of acknowledge, like, wait, she was in Iowa a minute ago, and now mm-hmm. she's not. But no, we didn't really... Yeah. The word that I've got here, here in my notes in a couple places is mechanical, where mm-hmm. you've just got things that are, you know, just there to do the bare minimum, like, hey, we've introduced three new FBI agents. I give them each two characteristics and never mention them again. Or, oh my goodness, when... Vic was in the explosion and her leg gets hurt. How many times did he mention that the gear shift was on the right so it was okay that her left leg was fucked up? Yeah. Like, okay, 
you know, you're riding this. You can pick what kind of motorcycle she's got, right? Sure. Left, right. You can pick which leg gets fucked up. Yeah. Definitely. I don't give a shit. I never would have known. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and I couldn't decide if that was just, uh, like, what nitpickers you were trying to appease. Like, is, are motorcycles, like, you know when you talk about, like, you're, if you're writing about firearms and they're like, the gun nerds are going to come for you. I'm like... Like, okay, just PSA, I don't care about guns, so I will... Well, I, I bet there was one early reader who cares about <laughs> motorcycles. Right? I know. I have to admit, like, like a perfect, like, dick dad move to, like, talk about the guy's engine. But, like, sure, like, you know, that seems like a nice roasting. But, yeah, so I, so maybe that's a thing. I Yeah, but I also was like, yeah, you mentioned it at least twice, if not way more so yeah that was was kind of ridiculous I, I wasn't wasn't feeling that I just this this book could have been cool and it made me mad that it, it really wasn't and I also feel like well no this isn't fair but I feel kind of like I was hoodwinked <laughs> like, <laughs> the first time, like, second time shame on me I guess oh yeah just so many weird things and like and Vic's character, like, I, I liked her, like, sort of when she was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I understand, you know, like, adults can sometimes be crummy. But there was just, I don't, I don't know. It was it was weird. But we spent so damn much time with her. And I think one of the worst things was the very end. I didn't pick up that she'd actually died. Well, I guess she didn't die at that point. But, you know, it was the, like, the out-of-gas line. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then we go into Wayne's stupid point of view. And then it's like that is buried. And I understand at that point in time, oh, he was still under the influence of Christmas. I was so mad at that section because I hadn't remembered the ending. And I was like, did we go through all this stuff? And it's going to be like, you might as well have the equivalent of like the (laughs) the crappy slasher where it's like, you know, everything's related. Oh, but look, there's eyes in the dark. Jason's coming up out of the water. Yeah. God. So the whole time that hit me the same way. Oh, so mad! I was like, if this, I'm gonna throw this 600 page book across <laughs> the room if it ends up that this kid is just because it's like, oh, well, evil persists. Like, oh, yawn, yawn, yawn. I guess I'm glad that he was freed by the smashing <laughs> of the Christmas ornaments, but well, that whole that whole ending chapter. I was just so done between new Lou and he gets the FBI agent as his new girlfriend and I wanted it to be over. And then the whole thing with Wayne, maybe he's still fucked up. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. I, there wasn't anything at that point that could have redeemed this book. Yeah. Yeah. So it was tedious and it just felt more like, uh, I'm glad Bing didn't come back from the dead or like, you know, Wayne's <laughs> like, you know, uh, well, there were some pervy things that kind of happened at some point in time in one of his point of views when he was kind of changing or something. I thought that he had a weird, mm. like, but anyways, but it's like, oh, great. Like, just to get more in there and like, oh, I'm going to laugh and smash chipmunk. Like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> so that was, that wasn't great. I was really oh. mad. And just the fact that we'd spent so much time. And again, like, I know, like, Vic blows the hell out of Christmas land, sure. But is there's this messy kind of ending. She goes on the bridge, the best. I guess I should have figured, like, she was done. But then it's like, later on, it's like, oh, yeah, I was in the ambulance with her and she died and so what? I was like, yeah, that's what I, I mean, so like, I get it that that's a way to show that your kid is messed, you know, that he's messed up, but 
I had to go back. I had to go back three pages or something to say, oh, I guess she did die. Yeah. I mean, I guess she got a heroic ending, but not really. It just was it was poorly done. And all I can think about is that afterwards where it's like his mom is it's like, Tabitha King's like, yeah, you got to rewrite that ending. And I thought, wow, <laughs> well, you, you, you didn't do a good job there, sir. I don't know. Yeah, but, what was that original ending like? I know. Probably just ended in Christmas land. Oh, maybe. No. <laughs> Santa comes down and saves everyone for real. Or the, Actually, I would have liked that. So. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> the bomb goes off and it's just the last page. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, yeah. So I just wasn't, I wasn't into it. But, you know, I mean, I, yeah. And I think it's one of those where if it was just an unmitigated disaster, I'd have been like, fine. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Brendan, for another <laughs> 600 page, like, travesty. Was it like that? It just, it, no. it just could have been the opening good. of this book is great oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed the beginning and then there's just too much of everything else in between that and the end yeah to get to an end that i didn't even like okay uh, yeah that's enough for me yeah so i guess if someone said should i read this I'd like, eh. i mean if you like his other stuff give sure. it a shot. oh yeah then absolutely and sure. if you are maybe like a stephen king super fan like i think this that's that flavor of horror mm-hmm. like that would that would work but i and maybe maybe that's it there's like the promise of like strong characters and you know the things that you care about it's one of the things I like about horror, right? When you put yeah. people in extreme circumstances, it's kind of like why I like terrible disaster movies, right? Where mm. it's like terrible things are happening and sure, like there's the spectacle and the like ripping up of stuff and the crazy things that are happening. But for the most part, what makes those really catnip for me are pe- like regular people put in extraordinary circumstances. So you get like bonding and cool companion moments and quiet courage and all that Absolutely. kind of stuff. Love that. And this feels like it could be that, and mm-hmm. then absolutely says, nope, what we really want to do is talk about, you know, Bing Partridge raping people, not, mm, yeah, no thank you. And that, that's the real heartbreak of this one, is that I had good memories of it, you had good memories mm-hmm. of it, we wanted to enjoy this. Yeah. It's not enjoyable. No, no, it really didn't. So I guess whatever razzle-dazzle... Wore off, and it just sort of showed like how much um, that can that can actually get you. So yeah, this will be going to half price books. Someone else can take it. I'll just pass that pain right along. Yeah. Sad trombone. Thanks for listening. Join us next month as we read Charlie Jane Anders' All the Birds in the Sky.